Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, I haven't been at a wedding recently, but I presume the brides do speak, don't they? It's not just the groom, the best man, and the father of the bride who would do the, the talking. I quite sure the last wedding I was at was some years ago the bride made her own speech but the dad also spoke as did indeed the best man and the the best man spoke the groom spoke as well so yeah uh, it's, things apparently are changing and there are a growing number of brides who don't want their father speaking on their behalf or maybe don't want their father speaking at all uh, let me speak to Helen McClements about this from the Sarwee blog Helen good morning Good morning, Frank. So according to the coverage, weddings are starting to change shape. The traditional father, groom and best man speech lineup is just not cutting it for couples these days, according to one of these reports. It says a growing number of brides have apparently decided they will no longer fade into the background. And this has been raised by Leslie Jenkins Blair Scale. And if you don't listen to a woman with a name like that, you listen to no one. Uh, speaking to the Irish Independent, she said, I would never let a situation arise where my dad or my husband is speaking for me. I'm not even getting walked down the aisle either. I don't want to be given away. I don't belong. Dear, oh dear, I've got a wedding this year. My daughter's getting married. Have I to play the new rules? <laughs> I don't know. You might have to, Frank. Um, well, I would be a wee bit more egalitarian than that, I have to say. Um, just talking to a colleague there, and at her wedding, she spoke, and her best friend spoke, and the mother of the groom, but then three of the gentlemen spoke as well. But what she did was she was very acutely aware, really, of the, the patriarchy, and she said that she felt it had to be equal. And in fact, she had uh, female readers as well, and she sourced all of her vendors to make sure that they were female, just because it's something she's always felt really strongly about. And she had a wife and wife team who took the photographs and a female celebrant and also a female florist who organized it all. And I have to say, embarrassingly, really, because as you know, Frank, I'm a talker. But at my wedding back in 2010, it never even occurred to me to write a speech. In fact, I was quite relieved that it was one thing that I didn't have to think about. Yeah, I can well imagine that. And also, you have to keep in mind that the people are there to enjoy themselves, not to listen to the entire family get up and talk, because wedding speeches can be incredibly boring. There's the occasional one where I remember being at a wedding, and it was my brother-in-law, Christopher, and his beautiful wife, Donna, who were getting married many years ago. And Christopher's best man was one of the funniest people I've ever heard. Like, he was just a natural wit. And it was mind-blowingly entertaining <laughs> listening to him. But not, not, every, not every wedding's like that. 
Yeah, no pressure, Frank, at <laughs> the wedding that you're going exactly. to Exactly. You know, th- this guy, <laughs> correct, I, I will not be able to lace his boots <laughs> when I speak. Uh, but but I wonder, does my daughter, you know, I haven't had this conversation with her, does she want me to speak? I must ask her. I'd be absolutely heartbroken, however, if, like Leslie in this article, she didn't want me to walk her down the aisle. That would, I think that would break most dads' hearts. Well, I think it would, and it was a really lovely moment for me, and there's a picture of me and my dad sort of handing me over to Stevie, and in no way did I ever feel that I was being given away. I mean, my dad was probably thinking, thank goodness to be rid of her, someone else can help us out, manage that woman, you know, it's almost palpable relief in the man's eyes. Um, but, but I never thought of something like that. But going back to the speeches, do you want to know the best speech I ever heard at a wedding? It was certainly the most memorable one. And it was my mum's best friend, who was my Auntie Bobby. And she spoke at her son Frank's wedding. And Frank was both the, is both, I should say, the youngest child and the only son. And it was the sort of speech, it just hit all of the right notes and it captured the essence of the day with you know smart funny anecdotes and lovely stories just about him and I thought a lot of people could learn from that because I have been to some weddings and sat through excruciating speeches and I sometimes wonder you know like some of them are just cringe fests and they're all about the groom's misspent youth and we're all sitting there thinking, would somebody, for the love of all that is good, wrestle the mic off yon fella up there? You know, and they would have had a lot to learn from my Auntie Bobby. Because I thought, you know, I wonder are these just sort of overtly masculine and crude displays to claw back a bit of testosterone? Because it can be a day given over to frills and flowers, and, and then it seems to go the other way. So maybe by reintroducing some women to say, look, it's important that you speak too, we could address that balance. Yeah, I see the wedding speech expert who's known as Heidi Ellert McDermott has uh, given her advice. She's written a book on the modern couple's guide to wedding speeches, uh, saying that the age of the father, the groom and the best man giving the talk is over. In the last decade, we've seen a lot of changes. More divorces mean moms are speaking. Same-sex marriages tend to have a naturally creative lineup. More couples have less religious speeches and are breaking down some of the traditions. And there's nothing wrong, I suppose, with breaking down a tradition if traditional isn't what you want. As she goes on to say, there's a move towards more couples working together on writing the speech rather than the sexist mm-hmm. presumption that it's just the groom's job to do it. You know, um, I agree. I, I, I would like to think that I wouldn't be saying anything at a wedding or if I was the, the father of the bride or the be- if I was the best man or even if I was the groom that I wouldn't be saying anything that would in any way embarrass or belittle the people at the top table or anyone in, in the in the audience. So you should, I think, liaise with the people who are most important and that, of course, would be the couple themselves, the whoever's getting getting married. Uh, so th- that's good enough advice to, to liaise. But I think it would be a shame to do away with the, the old father of the bride having having his say. I've I've been waiting for I've been waiting for thirty two years to get up my back legs <laughs> to do this. Well, that's lovely if it's what you want to do. But I do remember I got married on a snowy day such as this. In fact, it was even worse. Um, And I remember seeing my dad outside the venue and he was going over his speech, you know, outside in the cold, obviously to get away from the hubbub. And I felt kind of sorry for him. I thought he's not going to chill out until he's got that done. 
you know, so I do think it's very much nobody should feel railroaded into doing a speech, no matter what your relationship is, because it's a day that you want to enjoy. And a thing occurred to me, too, that maybe uh, women feel that they have enough to do. They might think, for goodness sake, guys, you had one job. Do it. Do the speech, you know. So there's just a worry then that you're going to feel that you have to do a speech as well. I think it's very much up to your personal opinion and how you feel about it. Yeah, you, and, and, and I suppose the good advice is to don't try to be funny if you're not funny. But, you know, <laughs> pass, pass comment, uh, f, f, you know, f, wholesome and fulsome praise. Yes. Uh, give your analysis and your memories. But if you're not a, a gagster, don't become a gagster for the day. And I would keep that in mind because I'm not a comedian. Yeah, I'm sure you have your moments, Frank. I've heard you. But um, I, I completely think that that's an important point because you also have people and they go very inappropriate. You know, and I think there's there's a, a stag weekend and that's whenever you're going to hear about how many places the groom has been inebriated and when he hooked up with Becky from Bolton or all, all the rest of it. But, you know, the people who shouldn't be hearing that is your great aunt Margaret, you know, on the day itself. And, and that is something that has been occurred at several weddings I've been at and you've just sat there pure mortified looking at all the faces I mean people drink their way through those speeches I think they're wild so maybe we need uh, as you say a more intelligent response to say get up say something lovely about the couple if you know them and thanks and I think that's a really important thing as well and I'm kind of regretting now that I didn't stand up Frank and you know tell a wee story about uh, how I met Stevie because I talk about him all the time and I've written 10 by 9 stories about him that I've read down in the black box and it would have been nice if I'd had the chance to say something about my mum and dad too so yeah maybe whenever we retake the vows in the Maldives that'll be the opportunity Frank for me to get up Get up and do it when you're retaking the vows. Great idea. One final question to you. I've also been invited, <clears throat> believe it or not, to the Stag Weekend. Uh, the best, the best man who I've never met, who is a very nice man from England, has been in touch with me a couple of times. And I, I know the detail of the Stag Weekend, which of course I can't reveal because the groom isn't to know. But, mm-hmm. um, I, do you know, I, I don't think it's the place for me. <laughs> it involves, no. you know, it involves a wee bit of travel. That's all I'm going to say. And, yeah. and Yes. I, I'm thinking of the, this lad, lovely young fellow who's marrying my daughter, is a Geordie. He's from Newcastle upon Tyne. Um, the young man who is the best man is from Newcastle upon Tyne. The father of the groom is from Newcastle upon Tyne. I just feel I'd be outnumbered. Like, you know, if you're starting to party, you don't start with Geordies. No, well, that's true. And I mean, you're already in the back foot, Frank, because you're, you're so abstemious. You'll be sitting there with your club orange or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> so you, you don't even, you can't even insulate yourself through the medium of booze. I'm not sure it's the place for you either, Frank. I would be just sitting at home and and look forward to some of the yarns. Maybe they'll have a few, or uh, you'll meet up before the big day. But you don't you don't want to cramp these young fellows' styles. Not with the age of you, you know. <laughs> true, true. I'll take all that on the chin. That's the advice I'm getting from everyone that I ask. Uh, thank you, Helen. Thank you very much indeed. Oh two eight nine oh treble three one oh five. The ever changing face of the wedding scene. Jared says the reason why men speak at the wedding is because it's probably oh for goodness sake I can't read that out. That is totally sexist. Jared, behave yourself. <laughs> right. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.